Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, dude. Hey, man. So, right, let's get into it. Was it a work? Nah, bro, it was a shoot. You mean a work shoot? I mean a worked work. Not a shoot shoot. Nope, it was definitely a workly work. I don't know. I'm thinking it was a squibbly squib. Or maybe even a muddly mud. Oh, ships on a muddly mud. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Would you shut up? <laughs> so this has been a fun week, hasn't it? We all got dragged into this nonsense. And then AEW got their, I don't know, storyline cannon. And they shot it right into our face. Hello, my name is Simon from What Culture. We just had a show called Dynamite. So let's give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. CM Punk's music hit to start Dynamite. So many people on the internet got mad that he became the world champion. And then he walked out here and everybody went crazy. I mean, isn't that funny? He's also clearly having the time of his life as he was teaming up with FTR to take on the Gun Club and Max Caster. And you have no idea what was happening here. I was filled with glee. It was like somebody got all my favorite things put them together. I was hyped for Caster's rap as well and he absolutely smashed it and I cannot get enough of Austin and Colton going, oh my gosh, we're in this city and getting it wrong before Anthony Bowens just has a meltdown. Honestly, they are so entertaining that somebody needs to go and give them a hug. The match then started and we did the usual, well, I'll work with you and he'll work with him and I'll go and work with that guy over there because we had Austin and Dax, we had Cash and Colton and we had Max Caster in CM Punk. But of course, because Maxie maybe doesn't have his usual partner, he started Get beaten up. This is not the same for the guns though, so they came together in order to slow down Dax. And this is when Daddy Billy Gun was on the outside and he was just casting distraction. He does have a lot of experience. As I'm sure you figured out, this also led to a hot tag to CM Punk. And yes, I'll mention it, otherwise the comments go crazy. He had a little bit of a slip, and maybe some of his moves didn't go to plan. But can we please, be it with Punk or anybody else, stop going, barge, barge, barge. It is like you, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Being an accountant, and you accidentally hit four instead of three, and then someone opens a window and goes, ha ha, you're the worst accountant ever. You'd be like, would you flub off? Come on. I mean, I slipped the other day going to the toilet. Now that's embarrassing, and after Punk had hit his big elbow drop, he was going for the GTS. This is when Bill was back, and once again, he was just going, ha <laughs> distraction, distraction. Now, this was done to make you think maybe, just maybe, the gun club and Max Caster were going to win. 
no way. Instead, Punk just grabbed Austin and threw him into Billy Gunn. That did look a little bit weird. And then he hit the GTS and FTR in there. They hit the big rig. One, two, three. They were the winners. We then got a feel-good promo by CM Punk after this when he said, well, I've never done drugs, but it must feel like this. So there you go, kids. If you want to feel like the AEW champion, no, I'm not finishing that sentence, don't do it. And we also had Dax in the microphone saying, hey, we're the Ring of Honor champions and we'll take on everyone no matter what company they're from, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. This, of course, was to start setting up everything at Forbidden Door because CM Punk then got back on the stick and said, well, who am I going to face? And if you can believe it, of all the people to walk out from the back, it was Nia Jax. It wasn't. It wasn't Nia Jax, but can you imagine? It was Tanahashi. You can only imagine the reaction to this was so good, it was so fun, it was so entertaining, it made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum, and it is getting it up. It also means in a few weeks, that's right, we're going to see Punk versus Tanahashi, and a year ago, CM Punk weren't even back in wrestling. And then, right, okay, everybody sit down. This is the reason you tuned in today. Let's go. So after a few days of it's a work, it's a shoot, it's a funnily dud situation, out came MGF. Now, this did surprise me, because I thought the angle we did at Double Nothing was to write him off TV, but I tell you this, I don't care. I don't care if it was real and it turned into a story. I don't care if it's still real. I don't care if it was narrative to begin with. I don't care if I am an elephant. Maxwell Jacob Friedman grabbed the microphone here and he gave us a promo for the ages. I mean, wrestling is meant to blur the line and here I could barely see anything. And the first thing he did is say, I want to speak to you tonight as Max Friedman. So you were like, oh baby, here we go. And the first thing he did was go after Tony Khan and the Warner Brother executives. Because if you don't know, obviously TNT got bought out by Warner Media, whatever the hell it was. And they were in attendance for the first time this evening. So this guy took his own finger of power and was like, I'm going to come at you. So we were not playing around. I mean, there was barely even a slide. And Max went on to say, when AEW started, it was like all friends wrestling. But he never felt a part of this, even though every single week he was going out there, he was getting crazy good TV ratings, and he was carrying the company on his back. He then went on to say that not only are the wrestlers the problems, but so are we the fans, because we are full of shib and we are fickle. For example, he is one of the safest wrestlers ever. However, we just want to see people dropped on their heads. He's not wrong. He is also sick of all of this and he's sick of the entire situation. And I tell you, if this ends up with MJF becoming CM Punk from 10 years ago and CM Punk becoming John Cena and then MJF winning the championship and leaving, I'm going to fall on the floor. MJF went on to say that he is one of the top drawers in the company, but Tony Khan doesn't pay him as such because he's not an ex-WWE guy. So maybe he should fire him and maybe he should go to WWE and then he can come back and be paid what it's worth. And if you can believe it, and I was watching it on fight, so I heard everything. He looked into the camera and said, Tony Khan, you're a flubbing. We didn't say flubbing. Mark, and I want you to find me. And that was it. I was just round of applauding like a damn seal. So this was brilliant. And then the camera cut to black like it wasn't meant to happen. And some people were panicking. But if you go on the internet right now, there's even more to this. Because not only did CM Punk come out going, what the hell is wrong with you? But Matt Jackson was also at the entranceway going, oh, I can't believe any of this is happening. So we have taken the fires. 
and we have stopped it. So straight up, this is fantastic. And look, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's real and what's fake, but I don't care. This is the kind of roller coaster I want to be on because I'm desperate to see what is going to happen next. And that's all you ever need to do. You plant the seed, you let it grow, and you entertain me. And that was all this wrapped up in a package. Friedman has also made sure he's just taken another step up the star ladder. And as ever, some individual going, well, the casual fans won't understand. I don't care about anybody else. I care about how I feel. When I watch Ozark, I don't go, oh, well, how is a non-Ozark fan going to feel about this? I am the person that matters here because it's eye eyeballs watching the TV. Oh, but Simon, what if Larry doesn't like it? Well, screw Larry. Larry can go and do something else. I thought this was tremendous. I thought this was brilliant. I thought this was excellent to the point it doesn't just get the up it gets the golden up as if i needed anything else to send me through the roof miro (laughs) returned to aew honestly i think i died for a few seconds during this and not only that but he was accepting the challenge of johnny elite and the best part about all this is that they were basically doing rusev versus john morrison or two ex wwe guys I need more of this in my veins. Fair play to Johnny as well, because this dude just gets it. Because I can only assume that Tony Khan rang him up and said, look, I'd love to have you back on our show, but I basically need Miro to come back and beat the hell out of you. Is that okay? And Johnny Boy just went, yes, my friend, I'll do whatever you want. Beforehand, Miro also had a video package where he basically said, I'm going to kill everybody until I get a championship. I wouldn't say this was a straight up squash match, but it didn't go that long. Miro basically stormed through him. I mean, he kicked out of a shooting star press at the count of one at one point, so he knew what we were doing. He locked in the game over submission. Johnny Nitro, Elite, whatever we're calling him, had to tap out. I was just like, man, this is the greatest episode of Dynamite ever. Call me a mark, call me stupid, call me biased. I don't care. Now, seriously, he should go after the world championship. I mean it. Get it up. Which is when the Jericho Appreciation Society walked to the ring. And I'll be honest with you. When I lied down, I needed a bit of a rest. Everybody was out apart from Daniel Garcia, who has a match with John Moxley later, so maybe he was writing his will. And as always, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker are just perfect. I mean, in terms of under-the-radar superstars that jump from WWE to AEW, they may be smashing it more than anybody else. Jericho soon took over and reminded us that a bunch of sport entertainers had just beaten a bunch of wrestlers, and that Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston have no morals and they're lunatics. That is true, because don't forget that Eddie walked out like a GTA character of Double or Nothing, and he was going to set Christopher on fire. This is when Kingston interrupted, so that is 50 in AEW, 134 interruptions overall. And if you can believe it, he was with William Regal, so what a pairing that was. And after he had basically said, look, you idiots, I'm definitely going to murder you at some point, he passed the microphone to Regal, and he did the thing. He just sounded blood and guts like he used to do with war games. If you can believe that, we're getting it in a month. The JAS then tried to attack Eddie, and Kingston did not give a crap about this, but because it left Jericho all alone in the ring, Ortiz turned up, he slammed him on the head, he got a pair of scissors out, and he cut off some of his hair. This said Jericho Potty, and he said he will agree to the blood and guts match on one condition. Before that, he wants to take on Ortiz in a hair versus hair match. I was just spinning at this point. I was like, what is going on? I can't imagine Jericho doing this, but maybe he has decided to reinvent himself again and decided it is time. And even told Ortiz, I'm going to burn you because I am a wizard. So how wild was this dynamite? Like you couldn't settle down because something insane was just around the corner. And I can't wait for all of this. And now I'm intrigued about who is going to join the Bald Brotherhood. I mean, I'll accept both of them. I'm a big fan. Let's get it up. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. We then saw that Samoa Joe got absolutely murked at Double or Nothing because after his match, he was being interviewed when Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dunn and Satnam Singh took a chair and tried to remove his shoulder from his body. And I went and did a little bit of a research and as it turns out... That's not a good thing. Straight after as well, Adam Cole's music hit and he came out with Red Dragon and blessed this Los Angeles crowd. But basically two hours they were just going, yes! It was also around this time that AEW had decided we need to have a crazy match. So it was Red Dragon, the Young Bucks and Hikaleo taking on the Jurassic Express, Darby Allen, and Matt Hardy. Have a guess what happened. Now, I don't need to tell you because you already know. They sat down and they came up with a bunch of ludicrous spots. And as soon as it was time to go, they smashed the button. And I sit there as always going, how the flub are they doing this? When we're done with all that, Jungle Boy hit a dive because it is 2022 wrestling and Christian hit a headbutt. And clearly that annoyed the Young Bucks and the rest of their team because everyone just got in the ring. Ha! The tag klaxon went off. And I tell you, this turned into a brawl. I mean, this just went crazy too with Darby Allen doing one of his dives, which never makes any sense, and Luchasaurus moonsaulting all over the place. And one, don't forget that he's massive. And two, don't forget he's a dinosaur. I mean, the new Jurassic Park film is out soon. And do you see dinosaurs doing somersaults in that? No, you do not. Nick Jackson then finished all that off with an even more stupid jump over the top rope. And this is when Hikaleo and Luchasaurus were in the ring, so they started staring at each other. So as ever, I shouted at the top of my lungs, ah, it's big men slapping man meat. 
Now, I want to apologize for that, because that is very offensive to Luchasaurus. I should have said dinos. They smashed into each other when Carlo Riley and Allen were magically in the ring. And this is when Piccolo went over the top rope and almost tombstoned himself. But when Darby Allen tried to dive on him, he caught him. He passed him over Red Dragon and they brain busted Darby on the floor. Because why wouldn't they do that? And after this, I tell you, just try and think of every single wrestling move you can. It all happened here. The key is eventually the Young Bucks hit the Meltzer driver onto Jungle Boy to get the one, two, three. So now surely they have some claim towards the tag team championships. But also, who was the guy that got pinned again? It was Jungly Jim, which means eventually, surely, we have to talk about this every week now, Christian is going to go heel because he cannot believe this keeps happening. I mean, I'm probably totally wrong. It wouldn't be the first time. My parents tell me every single day. But this is getting it up. I mean, it was just so damn joyous. Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee were clearly watching this because we then cut to an interview with them and Swerve basically has a crew of people around him now. So I suppose it's his entourage. <laughs> it was time to introduce new people to AEW because honestly, I tell you, they had a mission. Tony Schiavone was doing the honours and of course it was Athena who made her big debut at Double or Nothing and she kept this very simple. The reason that she confronted Jade Cargill is because streaks are meant to be broken. So why can't she be the person to do it? That's a very good point. This is when the baddies interrupted, so that is 51 interruptions in AEW and 135 overall. And the highlight for me personally here was Stokely Hathaway, because I don't know what it is about that dude. He's just funny. He put Cargill over as the best, which is why this TBS title match is not going to happen. And eventually Anna Jay and Chris Statland are out there so they could all look at each other, because when you look at the other person seriously in wrestling, we know that Shimmer's about to go down. So a cool six-person tag is incoming, and no, this isn't as crazy as the other stuff we saw on Dynamite, but it did exactly what it had to do. And it was technically an AEW debut because Wardlow was here and the handcuffs are gone and the security guards were gone. He was just ready to smash somebody. And unfortunately, it was JD Drake. And he basically got killed too. I mean, in around about eight seconds, he had been powerbombed twice. One, two, three, and Wardlow is so over here, it's ridiculous. By complete accident, he's become the second coming of Goldberg, and he's handling it majestically. I felt like something was going to happen after, but man, I did not see it coming. Because out came Mark Sterling, and it doesn't count as an interruption because Wardlow wasn't speaking, and he said to Mr. Lowe, look, you have been beating security guards up for ages, so we are now suing you because you are making this an unsafe working environment. And I was like, wait a minute, are we taking goofy wrestling and in Injecting it into the Wardlow situation, and the answer was yes. I dropped to my knees and I went, ah, oh, thank you, AEW, because I have serious problems. Wardlow just grabbed a security guard anyway and power bombed him because he does not care. And I cannot wait to see where this is going to go because it's going to tickle me. And I like being tickled. Regret saying that. This is getting up. Dynamite then got a little bit weird because the men of the year and Dan Lambert were here. So, oh man, we're the best TNT champion ever. When Dante Martin interrupted and said exactly the same thing that he had said on the pay-per-view. Now, I swear AEW said that this was going to be on Dynamite. But now it's happening on Rampage. Still, that is 52 interruptions to AEW and 136 overall, because Martin definitely did do that. But don't worry about any of it, because it's time for a tag team match. And this was Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter taking on Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. And I tell you this, if the good guys had lost here, I would have done one tweet and then forgotten about it, because just wrestling, it doesn't matter. But thankfully, we didn't do that. And also, much better than all of it, this match was flubbing great. Storm Red Baker to begin with, meaning she did have to tag in Jamie Hayter 
and somewhat surprisingly, this is when Brit and Jamie started to work together. Now, you just knew eventually down the line it was all going to go bad, but at this point, they had a little bit of a rapport. They soon focused on Ruby he got in there, and they just beat her up for a little bit when Tony Storm got the hot tag, and she had clearly decided that Wednesday 1st of June was the day of DDTs if she came up with around about 72 variations and hit every single one. It was then time for wrestling tennis, because we had a backbreaker on one side and a German suplex on the other side, then we had a butterfly suplex on the other side before Ruby Soho was able to hit no future for a pretty good near fall. And as I've already said, the finish to this had to be some beef between Baker and Hater. I like the fact that it rhymes, it sounds good, because you could argue that maybe we should have done this ages ago, but it's exactly what happened here. They did have a little bit of a miscommunication. It's yet another, well, you better keep an eye on this because bad times are coming when Ruby Soho hit Destination Nowhere or Destination Unknown, I can't remember the name of the move, on Britt Baker. And she finally pinned her. Jamie went nuts afterwards because she got the Owen Hart trophy and she just smashed everybody up with it. But you can just see everything being sprinkled here. And far more importantly, I think they knew they had to go out there and make a good account of themselves. And I tell you, they really, really did. Up. Our main event was next, and this episode of Dynamite just zoomed by, and not only were Chris Jericho and William Regal on commentary, and these two were hilarious because they were just going at it, but it was also Daniel Garcia versus John Moxley, and I tell you this, we need to run it back and give them a time limit of a week. Straight up to this was fantastic, like we already know that John Moxley is a damn hero, but Daniel Garcia just gets better every single week. They were not holding back here to the point MJF was probably in the backstage area going, see, see, this is what I'm talking about. But at one point, Jonathan was going for the paradigm shift, but Garcia said, no way, man. And he chucked him into Simba the Still Steps, but he was hitting him so hard. He opened the stitches that Mox had suffered during Anarchy in the Arena, which means now this guy was bleeding like a pig. I think this just wound him up because he got revenge instantly by throwing Daniel into the Still Steps and giving him a superplex. Do you know what Mr. Garcia did after Moxer had rained down a bunch of elbows? He went, oh yeah, well I'm going to do it back to you. And that was it. I was like, this dude is made. They were then trading bulldog chokes and arm bars because they're both technicians and violent men. And this is where Daniel Garcia busted out this pile driver. And I swear, he twonked Mox so hard on the head, it got me just a little bit. I thought he was going to beat him. These two then fell through Timmy the Timekeeper's table because they were just battering each other to such a degree. And I think this is where Chris Jericho got worried because he ran down. Eddie Kingston was having none of this. He had so much momentum going to the ring, he basically almost tripped. And throughout all this fracas, Moxley did hit the paradigm shift. One, two, three, once again. It's another round of applause. What a terrific main event, and it's getting it up. John confirmed afterwards that he is more than up for a blood and guts match, so we are going to get that in a few weeks, and we're going to get the hair versus hair match. And if you haven't watched Dynamite yet, I strongly suggest you'll take some kind of caffeinated beverage beforehand because they just took that massive cannon I've already talked about and went story, story, match, match, poof, and it was absolutely insane. However, we do have to mention one thing, and you can call me a negative Nancy. I'm not trying to be that. I always like to be a positive Pete. But through a two-hour show, there was not one mention of the AEW Women's Championship, and I thought this was a massive shame because that double or nothing, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb had not only gone out there and absolutely smashed it, but you could argue it was one of the best matches of the evening. So there should have been something here, even if it was just a little bit of a video package. And admittedly, maybe I missed it, but I don't think I did. So you do have to give it a down. Because the one thing you always want to do is seize that momentum. And we did it with everything else, just not with this. Seriously, though, it does not really matter. Because if you watch wrestling to be entertained, this is two hours that you will be so happy you gave to a wrestling product. Oh, it is absolutely going to get an up. 
Make sure you go watch it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 